Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Nigeria Daily. My name is Martia Umar. You know what they say about health? Health, they say, is wealth, right? And there's another saying that says prevention is better than cure. I think it's that time where we start talking about how we prevent some infectious diseases in the city and by extension everywhere in Nigeria. So today on the program, uh, we are being joined by a very special guest. The director, FCT Public Health, is here with us in the studio. His name is Dr. Sadiq Abdurrahman. Thank you so much, sir, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So as a nation, we've been battling COVID-19. There's been a first wave, there's been a second wave, third wave, and then the fourth wave. So how has the fight been so far? Thank you so much for the question. Uh, it has been not easy. So far, so good. We've gone through all the webs, like you mentioned, and we have had a lot of learning processes. However, with the advent of the fourth wave, which is driven by the Omicron variant, it brought a lot of surprises again for the fact that it was more than 60, 70 times more infectious and spreading faster than even the Delta. The, the good thing is the characteristics of the disease, it came with a little bit milder than the Delta. However, the number of infection, the positivity rate, has been geometrically increasing, especially from the first time the sequencing of this Omicron was done in uh, Nigeria between the first to seventh day of the last month, December yeah. precisely to date. So there have been um, outbreaks of different diseases in the FCT and also not just in the FCT, Lassa fever is one of them. And there are some infectious diseases that work with time, that is seasonal, so to speak. So can you take us through some of these infectious diseases? Yeah, thank you. Already we are in the pandemic of the SARS-CoV-2. Mm. Uh, here we are, we are endemic to Lassa fever, we are endemic to uh, cholera, we are endemic to Zika, we are endemic to yellow fever, and so on. Uh, however, for the fact that we are already conscious of the period, for, for example, for Lassa fever, this is the peak period, right from last month to next two months. The original host of this disease, which is the rats, mm. uh, specifically, scientifically, we call them Mastamis nantalensis. Uh, their abode is in these bushes around, and in this period, also people attempted to burn these bushes to hunt them for food, and uh, they run out of this, their natural abode and come to our houses. Uh, once they get access to our food, uh, which are not properly covered, they, they feed and defecate on this food and contaminate it, and we run the risk of getting infected. Similarly, uh, also when we are approaching period of cerebrospinal meningitis, where we are also Ni where Nigeria is in Niger meningitis belt of the world. Uh, the when you belt, say meningitis belt, what does that mean? Is the spread, the geographical spread of the season uh, of the countries above maybe 30, 30 something countries right from the in the west. Uh, western part of Africa, uh, from Senegal specifically, down across to the Horn of Africa, Ethiopia, uh, all the countries across are in this belt, okay. in this geographical spread, and run the risk of uh, having any outbreak for cerebral spinal meningitis, okay. especially in the period around here till uh, we get to March, May. Okay, there have been imported cases of Lassa fever recently in the Federal Capital Territory. How many cases of Lassa fever have we recorded in the FCT? Yeah, like you rightly said, they were actually imported uh, 
Coincidentally, this, in these cases we are in the neighboring states, i.e. Kaduna and Nasarawa, and they came to seek for medical help here, those that are exposed to these cases. And we, we, we are very much alert our, closely with NCDC, with Federal Ministry of Health, and our Emergency Operation Center is very much alert. All the pillars are active. We usually activate uh, the pillars and get what we call incident manager for each of these diseases mm. and uh, come up with a, a response plan immediately. So when we got the news about this, uh, we took sample to the NCDC lab in Gadua, the National Reference Laboratory, and it came up positive. And that prompted us to quickly line list all those that had, had got in contact with the, with the cases. And unfortunately, especially like the case from Nasarawa, there were two doctors that operated on a lady uh, who happens to have the disease. The, the two doctors are diseased. And those that were exposed, which we categorize them, we classify them into high risk and low risk. Those that are on the high risk, we place them on post-exposure post prophylaxis medicines like uh, Ribadurin and, and we monitor them. And up to this moment, these cases have been exited uh, without any confirmed case yet. Okay, so if you were just joining us, this is Nigeria Daily from Daily Trust. We'll go on a quick break and then we'll come back to the studio where we're still talking to the director, FCT Public Health, Dr. Sadiq Abdurrahman. Stay with us. It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's the bearing. A podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. You're still listening to Nigeria Daily from Daily Trust. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. You can also listen to us on NAS FM 89.9 Yola. If you're in Joss, you can listen to us on Unity FM 93.3. But before the break, we're talking to the director, FCT Public Health, Dr. Sadiq Abdurrahman. He, he has talked a lot about coronavirus and, of course, the seasonal uh, diseases that we have, like the Lassafi. Cerebrospinal meningitis, which of course maybe some people must have forgotten about that, but it's seasonal and we're expecting it according to what doctor have said earlier. But he's still in the studios. Thank you so much for being here once again. Thank you for having me. Uh, so um, nice being here. Thank you very much. So the coronavirus is something that we've been talking about for, for a very long time. It's still here and people are still getting infected even till tomorrow. That's how big this virus has become. But there's this um, containment measures, which is the non-pharmaceutical and uh, the taking of the vaccine, which uh, there have been a lot of enlightenment about. But there's a big but there where people have this uh, hesitancy about taking the vaccine. Some people said it's going to have a um, side effect. I've even seen on social media posts where some people said you will die after two years when you take the vaccine. So what would you say to our listener? 
about this? Thank you, Madinat. Uh, thank you for that question again. Um, uh, I think it's all born out of the novel nature of the disease and uh, people take advantage and do advantage to pass out all this unnecessary, which is causing a lot of havoc. And in, in all the vaccine-preventable diseases, the, the vaccination nature is determined, is driven by the scientific evidence. Mm. Looking at the RI, the routine immunization for our kids, for our children, mm. even the, the yellow fever vaccine, inoculating or hepatitis vaccine and so on, this has been there. And this is clear. They have indicated the type of vaccine, the number of vaccine and how you take it and the consequences thereafter. And the misconception of you know, it will lead to some other and funny things like purifying your body. My family refused. However, I told my wife, she said, no, go and take. The, I, I received my first dose. She didn't go. I received my second dose. I said, okay. She showed me where in the social media, one mischievous individual put a spoon and maybe a gum under and a put on his, on his uh, arm. I said, okay, now this go by me. I've received, see my card. I'm a doctor. I'm your husband, so take the spoon, put it, let's see whether it will stick. It didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's how she also got convinced and she took her, her face and she could, But don't you think the fear is coming from the, the fever people come down with when they take the vaccine? Excellent. See, let me ask you a simple question. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will respond to that. Can anybody, I'm stand to be corrected, Mention one drug, one vaccine that is safe, that has cannot give you any side effect. There's no drug in the world. Mention even the paracetamol we abuse in the street that you can buy across the counter. Paracetamol can cause toxicity and even liver failure. But in in, in alcoholic, hmm. if you detect paracetamol, they can, it can lead to liver failure, the paracetamol you are seeing. Similarly, even the food, let's even narrow down to food we are eating, pineapple, nuts, even the zogole that is medicinal. Mm. The, some individual they take, they react badly, can be that serious. Water, the, which is next to oxygen, can intoxicate. I wonder whether you have ever heard of it, water intoxication. Water can intoxicate. Water, not alcohol, not anything. So it means the implication there is nothing that is safe. As we speak, all the drugs, all the food now that are certifying, they are still on what we call post-market surveillance, post-market surveillance. And that's why we have a form what we call pharmacovigilant or the yellow form, the popular yellow form, to monitor the activities of these foods, the drugs, after they have been certified to a safety profile. People don't seem to understand. They go in, I don't know what is driving, uh, them into misinformation, disinformation, and even denying us of very important vaccine, which is the whole world are struggling to get. Mm -hmm. The logistics involved in getting this vaccine across from Europe, US to us, is still huge, running into billions. Mm -hmm. Government is losing billions of Naira in, in, a, in effort to safeguard its citizens. I, I thought it's been donated by some agencies outside the country and um, some well, you countries. Have to, you have to pay all for the logistics mm. and all that. They are and hidden it's costs. running into millions. Billions. 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 So uh, just to enlighten uh, somebody who is listening to you right now about some of these uh, diseases we mentioned, the Lassa fever, uh, the meningitis, and also uh, COVID-19, what would you say to them? Prevention, of course, is key. Yeah, prevention is key. Prevention is cure. Prevention is better than cure. Uh, 
In fact, most of our diseases in this part of the world, apart from the pandemic we are battling with currently for corona, they are preventable. And if you prevent them from occurring or you prevent yourself from getting, it sort of, you know, save you a lot, a lot of economy, a lot of trauma and, you know, even some social issues uh, that are associated with this disease. Let's take, for example, the Lassa fever. The Lassa fever, uh, the natural host is the rat, mm. which is staying in the bushes around here, around us. Uh, and they, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are the nature in their natural abode. However, when they are dislodged out of this natural abode, either the place is burned down or some people you know, dig it out and you know, chase them out. They run for their their life they also to go and look for food and to get a safe place. Mm. And, and, and knowingly, they are the natural host for this Lassa virus. And of course, they have to look for food to eat. And they get into houses, the food are not covered properly, either raw or cooked. They eat, they defecate, they pee. And it's concentrated full of the virus, the Lassa fever virus. And the individual eats it and gets it. Once one person gets the disease, the tendency for person-to-person -person transmission now become obvious, especially the close associate of the individual or the care, healthcare workers when the patient is, becomes sick and taken into hospital. The clinical manifestation of this disease is just like any other disease that are endemic. So if we are aware of this, meaning we should keep our environment clean, cover our food, both raw and cook, ensure we dis dispose our garbages, especially the, the, the domestic waste. And secondly, we should also you know, report promptly if you have signs and symptoms of these diseases. Let us not just say, oh, it might be malaria. Let me just go and buy paracetamol and go across and buy anti-malaria. Uh, we abuse these drugs. They are not taken properly. They are not completed full course. They are not in. They don't even know how to take them. The regimen was not correct. And this jumps, this developed resistance. So the best thing is go to the hospital, get your fever or symptoms sorted out. Are you dealing with malaria? Are you dealing with typhoid? Are you dealing with dairy fever? Are you dealing with the Lassa fever? Because most of the diseases, if identified early, most of these diseases, it can be you know, treated promptly and cured easily, so even the Lassa fever itself. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Sadiq Abdurrahman. Thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you. It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. And that's where we draw the curtains on today's edition of Nigeria Daily. Nigeria Daily is a daily trust production. It is open for sponsorship and advertisement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on buzzsprout.com. You can listen in on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, NAS FM 89.9 Yola, and on Unity FM 93.3 Jaws. If you have questions, you can send us a message on 091-3893-3390. Thank you so much for listening and bye for now. Mm -hmm.